Welcome to the Foyne Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Good morning, listeners. We are going again. I don't care what time you're listening to the podcast. The important thing is you are listening to my podcast. We have been spreading positivity in our survival series. We have been sharing advice and tips on how we can cope with lockdown. And today I've got another big player, charismatic leader from my industry, Gary Baker, Managing Director of CD UK. How are you? How are you coping? Right, thank you, Peter. smile on your face. Tell me more, mate. How's it been going? Um, yeah, it's been going all right. Thank, firstly, thank you for inviting me on. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, it's it, it. The time's just gone, hasn't it? Suddenly, we're we're nearly nearly at the end of May, and where did the time go? And um, I think it's it's just been about staying positive, trying to trying to keep the uh, the company going forwards, um, getting through these you know ridiculous times, quite frankly. Um, and and I think. Yeah, we, we are where we are, but but it's um, we're, we're still going. We've we stayed open throughout, which is testament. You, you told me that you told me yeah. that when we spoke when we spoke last week about the um, about that you managed to stay open and everything there, which is which which is which is admirable. Do you know what I mean? In in the most challenging of circumstances, but but it, it is really surreal, and I think that for me, you you're seeing so many new normals there's a there's like a warmth and compassion and openness about people that, that perhaps wasn't there in the, the hustle and bustle of of our working lives and and i've enjoyed some some amazing conversations on my podcast away from my podcast on my phone uh <laughs> at a distance with people who i've seen and you know there's there is a we are in this together it is difficult we all want our own families to be healthy. We want to come out of this the other side. And and it, and it just shows you sometimes the power of social media because we've known each other, I guess, for a long time at a distance, but not not that well. You know, I wouldn't say we were, we were sending Christmas cards and, and <laughs> each other's football team results. But, you know, I saw something you put out about, you know, your, your industry trying to help people that are affected. And I reached out to you and said, look, is there anything I can do, Gary? And you, you know, you you said, well, you know, just even talking about it on one of your videos would be good. And I was like, well, that's, thanks. I'm glad you like my videos, but we could do a lot more than that. And the more I learned about it, I just think it's a it's a great angle in this podcast. Almost split it in split it in two. Really, we can talk about yourself and your business, but then what you're doing to help others, and that that's really important in the current times because there's lots of people I think that are that are making a noise saying they're helping people. And, and I always challenge that a few levels down to see what are you actually doing? And um, I know that from personal, you know, I, I have to deal with the probably similar to what you're doing in your support work, but I deal with the, Oh my God, I've lost my job. Oh my God, I've been made redundant. Can you help? And believe me, taking call after call doing that, it, it's draining and you, you've got to lift yourself. Yeah, I've, I've embraced, webinars and getting people to work in networking groups and support groups and that's really good because they help each other you're doing you're combining the the day job you know of, of keeping the business driving forward with the the support and the i guess the charity and the, and the work there is that is that a real juggle with family life as well mate bring that to life for me um well great question i, I think uh, fundamentally i would say that the the priority when this all hit was uh your own family and you know the business family and and absolutely for two months 
that was that was the focus. So the the stuff that I'll talk about later about uh, Fiesta and helping helping the industry generally. Uh, it took me a couple of months to feel that things were on an even keel um, at home and at work before I raised raise my head above the parapet and thought, no, I need to be doing something else as well. So, so certainly I did prioritize, uh, as you say, your own family first and, and the business family. Um, so, yeah, and that was, I don't know, you look back and I, I'm, I'm just really proud actually of how, how the team reacted to what was going on and how quickly we as a company went from being pr pretty traditional um, traditional company, I would say, family business. You know, we had people in the warehouse, people uh, people in the office, uh, sales team out on the road. Um, and within that week when the government said, well, think about working from home to, well, you know, you need to be working from home and only open if you can be sort of thing. We we changed overnight and that's testament to how 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 well our our team how, to, to, to to react that quickly and to change overnight right for for my business that that the the working from home the creative hours the the use of technology that 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 was all quite standard you know yeah. we, we have been doing that but but we have to if you if you analyze what i do as a business if i'm talking to a potential managing director about joining a business as CEO. Um, I'm not really going to get that managing director at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon because it suits me. I'm going to get that managing director at a time which might work for him, which might be really early in the morning. It might be later in the evening. A lot of the time it's over the weekend. So so we approached that really maturely with, with our senior team and all of our team really and said, look, you haven't got to be in the office every day at normal hours. You can come in as and when you need, you can pick yourself up and work in a coffee shop from home and do whatever. And that meant I got this sort of mini team of like super mums. That and I mean that with the super dads as well, but it works better when you say super mum yeah. because they were they were doing the school run. You know, they do the school run in the evening and then they do a bit in the house and then come like seven till nine o'clock, they might have two calls scheduled, some on video, some on the phone. But the quality they were getting out of those calls and the, the people they were reaching, it, it was turning things on his head. And I've seen businesses now that were what I would call old-fashioned traditional. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and I've been on that evolution. I've been on the all the way up to sales director with my big knots and my David Beckham knots and tie, and then all the way into my own business with the bespoke trendy suit. And now <laughs> I'm kind of a smart, casual, brandy person. And, and it's great for me to see so many people with their CDUK logos on their on their shirt. Come out, you know, I would never have worn this. I'd have been in just you know, talking to people when they're just relaxed and they're coming back from a jog or whatever, you get that, you get a different humbleness around people. And and I hope that when we get back to whatever the normal, new normal is, Gary, that the, the lessons we've learned, your team, my team, the people we deal with, you can keep hold of some of them because perhaps we did lose our way somewhere along, along the way. I couldn't agree more. I think before... For a while now, we've been uh, making great strides and efforts to become a much more values-driven business. And uh, we've got our values, um, but actually living those on a day-to-day -day basis is not easy. And especially if if you're trying to, trying to keep the day-to-day -day going, you're busy, you're operational. So how does that fit with this value, you know, which is just words to a lot of people? So in a, in a weird way, the crisis 
helped us to really bring to life what some of those values mean. I mean, we've, we've got a very, we've got one that's doing the right thing, which, you know, couldn't be easier to use in the, in the current crisis. So as soon as it struck, it was, what's the right thing? Is look after your own people, look after your own family, you know, get, make sure people are safe. I'll show, my age, Gary. I'll show my age, Gary. That was a Spike Lee joint film, wasn't it, from the, uh, from the 80s I'll, or 90s? I don't know. That's where I nicked it from. But I think, you know, yeah. everyone's talking about doing the right thing now, yeah. just generally. But, but that's, you know, sometimes it's easy sometimes to pay lip service to phrases and values like that. But when you can put your money where your mouth is and back it up with, uh, with actions and you have to and you hold yourself to account you know it's the it's the the, the standard you walk by is the standard you accept then, then suddenly if, if you're letting things go because oh it's too difficult then then there's no point having value yeah, that's really that's really important that though because you know it is very easy to, to give something lip service you see that all the time and i, I don't want to go back to go back to how the world was but i refer to this a lot you know pre COVID-19, the, the big issues were, were Brexit, for obvious reasons. They were VAR, because that was taking over the world in terms of, you know, how this will work in football. And then we had the, the real sadness of Caroline Flack and being kind. And, and these were like, these were real messages coming out all the time. And, and you got people would jump on this and jump on that. And then when, you know, the, the, the um thinkable happen that we actually had our liberty taken away you know we you know everything was closed around us and we were told to stay indoors and we had to stay indoors to protect our family and protect our vulnerable relatives you you're going to a game that you never thought you'd play so uh, yeah. as a business owner i'm looking at that game and the first few weeks were horrible yeah you know, they were they were horrible because i learned a new word called furlough but i had no idea what it how it would work. We all did. yeah and then and then it, you know, Richie Richie Sunak saves the world on Monday, saves the world the next Tuesday, and you you know you get you get different statements, and then you you can't get access to it. Or you, I mean, for me as a small business, I was waiting patiently for my grant that I know I qualify for, but you know it's got to come, yeah. it's got to come. And then and then sort of where I am now, and I do it's a funny old journey because like you, what is it nine 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 and a half weeks or nine weeks yeah, or something like that? Isolation. I, I value what my team do so much more because you know when you're when you when you've got people around you delegate and you get other things done and if there's a problem for me on the software I can get it fixed but when you're battling for it on your own and you can't really bother people even though I probably do overstep that that line of what I should or shouldn't do um, and they're, they're, you know they're happy to help me where I need it you, you kind of sit there going well you know we, we we've got something really special here and. We've got a chance of doing something. And that, that sort of, that warmth, Gary, that comes through when you talk about your team. There's a lot of pride in what you're saying. How they reacted, you're saying that with pride, mate. Yeah, no, totally. Because they, they, you know, they're the ones who have been thrown into uncertainty. They're the ones who suddenly have got to work in different ways. You know, from, from that traditional company, we, we suddenly had our customer service team all round, you know, round Yorkshire taking calls on mobile phones within the space of three three days we'd organize yeah. that now that that's brilliant that mindset to 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 take on the challenge and 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 make it happen Going back to your doing the right thing. 
Yeah. Quietly yeah? do the right thing. How have you, and this is more of a sort of sharing advice, so just sharing how you did it. How did you land that? Yeah, how did you deliver that and, and execute that with the team to to make them believe in it, mate? Was it was it a, was it a continual thing? Was it over communicating? Uh, how, how do you land that culture? Because it's important to get that message out, isn't it? So I think the we we started talking about the values well, a year or a year or so ago at least, and then it, it's about continuing to, to talk about them. But but as a, I think the key thing is. It's meaningless unless you back it up with action. And yeah. so for a lot of people, it was, yeah, yeah, that's Gary banging on about this again or whatever. Um, so you'd, you'd have to ask the, the guys who work for us. But I think it's when when something like a value, like doing the right thing, gets brought to life. And, and you go, we went out really quickly and said to, to all the people who work for CD UK, we're, we're looking after you through this. We're, you know, don't worry about your salaries, essentially, for the next next few months. Uh, and that was before the furlough money had yeah. been through and stuff. So, so actually, in, in a really odd way, the, the whole crisis is giving us an opportunity to demonstrate to people what some of those values actually mean. So we've got another one, which is talking about work, everyone suddenly working from home. Um, we've got owning the outcome, which is about, you know, taking responsibility, you know, being great at what you do, not not blaming others, all of that side of stuff. We probably didn't trust enough of our people to, to work from home because there's that whole, oh, well, are, are they working hard enough? Are they doing this? Now you give them that safety, that, 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 that trust, you know, you're at home. It's about output. It's purely about output. Are they doing what you need them to do? What you know, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge change in mindset from a leadership perspective. You're changing your mindset because there, there is something that gives you comfort when they clock when someone clocks in or you see them or you know that you might believe they're working, how productive they're being. You know that, that that's a completely different argument. But when you're someone's earned that trust or you're giving them that trust and you're not micromanaging from a distance, you're letting them go to work. And you're you're celebrating the, the success, but they've got their own ownership of the outcome. You, you're in an amazing place because if, if someone's trusted and valued, they're going to do more for you. If they're listened to, they're going to do more of their value too. And and I think where you know, and this is you can say it. You call it is you put your money where your mouth is. You went early and said, boom, you know, we are going to protect you. You're our most valuable asset. We're going to protect you. You're you're. That's going to give you loyalty and, and I imagine retention and goodwill for a long time. Well, it should. It should. Well, you, and, but you got it. What's really interesting is how you have to keep keep earning that. So you know, you you yeah. never stop having to to keep earning that. I think. I think that's the that I think that's the hardest thing about the whole leadership thing is you you've got to be um, consistent, but you're only as good as your last decision and what you last said. Yeah, in, in the current climate, it's tough being a leader. It's tough being a business owner. It's tough being, you know, someone who has to make undifficult decisions. You know, I've had to make decisions that I don't, I don't like making them, but I've had to make them for the for the survival and sanity of my business and, and my family. You've had to do them. Um, some of those I could reverse because there was, you know, the, the government kicked in and, and it wasn't as bad as it was. But but I was faced with a catastrophic loss of business within within a week or two of the of the crisis hitting. It was, you know. 
you, we went from, I say this all the time, we went from 42 live projects and they come down like a deck of cards. I mean, you talk about board games, you know, everybody knows where you pull the thing out. Well, they just went. They just went, mate. Kaplunk, we went, boom, they went. So so I had to then, I, guess, I mean, people call it a trendy word pivot. I don't know. But I had to look at how, what I could do. So you, 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 you knuckle right down. What do we need financially? How can we get to that figure? And it, and it doesn't then become so scary, but it's still... It's still been a lot of soul searching, and as a as an owner of a company, a human being, you know, a parent, the the, the whole lot, throw the whole lot of me, and I'm juggling all them balls. The biggest thing I I struggled with is how a certain email or conversation or something that happens, whether it's personal or professional, it can just kick kick me in the guts for an hour, and it's such a long way back. So I can have a good hour, a bad couple of hours, a good day, a bad day, and it was trying to get myself in a discipline where I can like lift it when I'm on my own. Because if I've had a bad call, I've got a bad email from a partner or supplier, I'd go over to that desk and go, Holly, do you know what I mean? Look, you, you bounce off people, you'd share it. So dealing with that alone, when I'm a very sort of people person, I found really, really hard. Um, but I've got my own crazy tactics that help. I have different desks in my empty office to do different <laughs> jobs. On, right? Seriously, I do. The sad desk and the happy yeah, desk. Yeah, that's I don't. That's the finance corner. I don't like it over there much, but uh, you know. But it's but it but it is the uh, it is kind of where we are and, and how it all comes together. Um, from a from your perspective, mate, is there anything you've done that that keeps? Have you got like a little? You know, what Martin Gill was on from um, and so to bed. Martin's, Martin's the MD. I mean, you probably know Martin anyway. Yeah. He 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 looks in the mirror and, and sings a, sings himself a funny song and says everything's bloody marvelous. And you know, I believe he does that because he's he's a little bit eccentric like that. He probably would do. It. But is there things you're doing that keep you keep you up? Yeah, and I, I can I come back to that because I just a couple of points you're talking about as as leaders and mental well. Yeah, cool. Man. I think the decisions you make. You know, I've, I've talked about our company values and doing the right thing, and you know, we're currently talking to our staff about having to having to let some of them go at the moment. So you, you've got this trait. You know, you've got this seeming seeming dichotomy of trying to trying to be nice and look after you, 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 the company and the people who work for you and giving their, their, you know, their best for you. Uh, but, uh, but the right thing for the company is, is to downsize to, you know, a bit to, to recognize how trading's been affected. Because yeah. you can't keep everyone on and, and come out of this okay the other side. So you don't want everyone to suffer. Now, that's, that's a mind-blowing decision to have to make and then to back it up and now so so I, I think that certainly put a strain on not just not just me but you know all the leadership team that have to go through that and, and manage manage that and it, that's tough because you're doing two things you're trying to look after people but at the same time you know you're giving some people a really hard time um and, and dealing with that yeah that that is tough um i think and i think through all of this, I think it's underestimated the strain that business owners and, and leaders are, are under because everyone's looked to their manager, their their MD, their you know the owner of the business from day one. What do we do? And you, and you've been on screen for nine weeks or, or you know on email or whatever it is, um, saying everything's going to be all right. We're doing this. Everyone go left. Everyone go right. Um, and that's. And you know how many leaders have taken time off during 
the last nine and a half weeks or had any headspace at all. I suspect, suspect not many. Um, and if you look at it, that's that's I I haven't had a day off, you know, since January because I was meant to have an Easter holiday. Didn't do that because of coronavirus. And you sort of just think you've got to get off that. You've got to be able to switch off somehow. Um, other, otherwise, if you don't look after yourself, you can't look after everyone else, can you? Um, so then bringing it right back to what, what do I do to try and try and stay positive? I, I think I'm incredibly lucky. My, my family is very positive. My wife's extremely positive as a person. And, you know, what she does for a, for a living is, is, is coaching and training and that side of things. So n- knowing you've got family around and that you can moan and whinge at sometimes is really helpful. Generally, I'm, I try and see the, the positives in the situation, as I say, I've got to spend way more time with my family. I think there's a there's a weird thing in me that this has been a great challenge for me as a leader. Yeah, it, it's it's easy when the, when times are good and the business is growing because you know it, it does what it does and you, you sort of trot along and you take that for granted and you, you can you can tend to coast a bit so this is the this is actually the ultimate challenge for a for a leader isn't it how, how do you manage? i mean i i i i think you've nailed it with that point there's a few things you said that you know you go back to having to make difficult decisions for the right reasons we, we you have to make some awfully diff, awful decisions for the right reasons in you and and you you have to also have that ability to change your mind i mean i love the fact that you said okay team we're going to go left we're going to go right we'll do a star jump no we're not we're going to we we'll do a forward roll because you don't quite actually know what's coming there there's no business person in the world who in january or february had a, had a, had a contingency plan saying there's a global pandemic coming the world's going to stop turning and this is what we're going to do so so no one saw this coming I think the, um, the, the, the you, you've become the best version of you in the most difficult of times. Um, I can talk about going back to 2009, 2010. So for me, the first ever recession I worked in. Up until that point, I saw myself as very successful, very young and kind of untouchable. It was promotion after promotion, you know, big job after big job at a young age. I'm going to try and do it on my own. Wow, this is successful. Look at me. Bang. You know, the, the, my world crumbled down around me and I learned a harsh lesson then. You learn more about yourself in the really difficult times. That 18 months of hell, <coughs> you know, it was, will we lose our house? Will I lose my business? You know, what, what, how will I come out the other side of this? That 18 months of struggle, that made me a better person in so many different reasons. And I learned then about what you need and what you don't need. And actually, I probably grew up in terms of how I can approach my business in a different way so yeah. it doesn't mean when this pandemic hit that i had all the answers far from it you know i would sit there after it was i really i would sit there after doing like an employability webinar and trying to lift people and i'd i'd think i've done quite well there it's a real nice feedback and positivity i'd be like sitting in my car on my drive going i've got to go in now with my head in my hands and i've got to speak to my family and still be positive and yeah. i need someone to tell me it's going to be all right because i Back then, I didn't know it was going to be all right. I'm a lot more optimistic nine weeks later than I was then, but we're not going to go back to how we were. So we have to come out of it and react and and do different things and and keep that positivity. But you've come across so far as someone who's who's had to go through the ringer. You've had to make some tough, tough decisions for the right reasons. You've made them. 
you do it in the right way, do, do it doing the right thing. And you're also going to be coming on to a very important part of this podcast. And for me, Gary, this is where the survival special and the Foy Jones show can become really powerful. We can send a message here out, out to others. And we can talk about what you're doing. I want to get this right, Gary, because the, the abbreviation's easy, but you're the chair of the Furniture and Interiors Education, Skills and Training Alliance, aren't you? Oh, no, it is a mouthful, which is why we... Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll call it Fiesta because yeah. it's much easier, yeah. but I want you to bring that to the fore because it was your post, and I mentioned it at the start of the podcast, it was your post about you know reaching out to HR and other businesses to try and get behind this initiative that has resulted in us talking and getting you here. Do you want to just take a couple of minutes just to tell all the listeners and connections? Because a lot of your target audience for Fiesta is going to be listening to this show. Just tell them what it is you're doing and how they can perhaps get involved. Just give us, give us a flavour for it, first of all, Gary. Okay, so, well, Fiesta is, uh, yeah, we, we set up this uh, alliance of trade associations, essentially, across the wider furniture and interiors uh, sector. And it, it was focused on recognizing we've got a skills gap. Yeah. We can't get enough people into this fantastic industry. And yet it's a, it's a great industry. And we need to make, make what we do interesting and attractive to, to people. So they want to be part of what, what we do and what we can offer. And a large part of that is, is making sure that the relevant training and skills uh, provision is in place once you've got people in. So once they're in, they get trained, and, and we keep them and keep keep making them relevant to the industry. So that that was the whole premise of Fiesta. And I was I was a corporate member of the furniture makers company, and and, and sort of got involved through CD UK. We we distribute Corian. Um, we've always we've always trained uh, people how to fabricate with Corian. So. Part of part of our brand building over the years and our our quality assurance is we don't just chuck a sheet of Corian at people and say you're on your own. We say you can't actually have it unless you've got the yeah. right setup and we've trained you how to do it. We're convinced you know how to do a good job with the material because that's how you you make sure people get a good product at, at the end of things. So we've always trained people in house, and then I, I realised that the Actually, to help the industry grow, it would be great to have some form of formal qualification recognized around solid surface fabrication. And I, so I went and organized uh, an NVQ, a level two in solid surface fabrication, which is incredibly complicated to, to get through. And, I, and it took two years. I mean, where'd you start? Oh, with that? It's, too, it's too boring and too complicated. Yeah. You know, the the whole education piece is so complex, it's incredible. Yeah. So I, I got to know the right people who, who did it. You find a friend, don't you? And you find another friend. Yeah. You, yes. But, but do, you know, do you know something? I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to just go back to something you said as you was introducing it. And, it. and it's something which I get very, very passionate about. You mentioned that there's a skills gap and a shortage of talent coming in yeah. to the industry. It's not attractive to the to the to the generation of school, college, whatever leavers, right? Yeah. But then you mentioned something. So I'm very passionate about that yeah. straight away because we have got such a good the industries I'm involved with, KBB, interiors, construction supplies, merchant team, they have got fantastic career pathways for young people. Yeah. 
and they need to be better at telling them about it. And I, and I think that, and I'll get a bit political, a bit evangelical here. If you've got the right personalities involved, you could actually tell some amazing stories and make those sectors more attractive. But I also am acutely or very aware, depending on the way you want to look at it, aware of people that are coming into businesses and they're coming in at a junior level, you know, entry level. They're being promised training. That training starts or stutters and sort of gets going, but it's not consistent. It's not delivered. It's not managed. And we lose these people and we lose them. And they've gone, they've gone forever. And the reason I'm saying that so passionately is that my youngest son is doing some landscaping at the moment, works for a great company. And he said to me that um, whenever he works with X or Y, he has like amazing days. He, he feels he's learning every single day. If he's not with them and he's with some of the other people, he said, I'm, it's, it's the worst job in the world. And I'm like, so what are we going to do about it? He's like, I don't want to work. I'm like, what? You know, we could, we could, we could go, we can overcome this. We can, you, you could give him the tools, go have a chat with him. And with the support, he's been able to address that with it. Only a small business, but they've reacted to it and they've given him a day off to do, learn, you know, all the things you would want him to do. There is a, there is, I would say, a population of, of people at that level that we're losing because that training is not consistently provided, isn't there? Oh, massively. And, and that's what, that's why I got involved. And I, I, I guess just to finish the story, and I'll come back, come back to that. So right. having, having, because it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant point and it actually plays into what I was I wanted to get it out before I I said you when I was messaging you, I said I'm so passionate about this. I've got so much to say. But yeah, go on, yeah, you I'll, and I'll, me I'll, both. So we'll uh, yeah. at least we've got two two people banging the drum yeah. to start with. Um so we so so then I remember having got the qualification in place, I presumed every everyone would be able to to start following that and getting access to it. Of course, there's this chicken and egg that the training providers don't offer it unless they've got demand. And you can't show demand unless there's a training private provider offering it. So I, I just thought, this is ridiculous. You know, I've gone to all this trouble. Why did the government let me set up a official qualification if they hadn't checked out demand and, and given a pathway to give access to it? So yeah, that, that, that's what sort of got me really interested in realizing that this is a complex and difficult area and and it needs a lot of input and it needs a lot of energy and effort to get it going. And I, and I think to bring bring it back to your point, one of the great successes of, that Fiesta had before um, COVID struck was um, we'd, we'd set up something called Furniture Interior Skills Plus, which is a, a management service for apprenticeships. And Skills Plus, it, it's a bloody marvellous vehicle that no one knows about. And it, it's there to help people through the apprenticeship landscape, which is an absolute minefield. So it offers businesses of all sizes a simplified way of engaging with apprenticeships. And, and I think the, the thing about apprenticeships is it's a, it's a bad word or its connotations are a bad word. It, to most people, it means 16-year-old straight out of college, don't know their bodily part from their elbow. And... And, you know, it's all a bit of hassle and blah, blah, blah. It's not that. Apprenticeships these days are, it's vocational training for all ages and all skill levels. So at CD UK, we've got our customer service team, our sales team, our warehouse guys doing everything from management apprenticeships to customer service to finance, 
you know, it, it's just training. Train your people. I think, I think the, the misconception is, is the history of the word. You know, it's the history of the word and what it means. It means very cheap. It means someone yeah. at a lowest. And that's where it is. But it's... But, but the bring other you, you back to your point, Peter, but, you know, about once you've got someone in, then you, you lose them. How you engage them is to have them on the right course with the right support. Yeah. And, and this is what Skills Plus does. So it, it recruits people. It will it, employ them for you. Um, it'll fund. It'll help with funding for a small business. So small businesses get 95% of a course paid for by the government. If it's a five grand course to take someone from here to there and give them a whole new skill set, you're paying 250 quid. It's it's neither nor, here nor there. So let's not get worried about how it's, I can't afford it. You're not going to be paying them as much because they're an apprentice if they're new into the industry. You're paying 250 quid to train them to where you want them to be. And the whole process is looked after you by skills. So they'll even performance manage. They'll have the relationship with the training provider. They'll give pastoral care to yeah. to the apprentice. See that, that's really see that part there. That pastoral care, that support, that actual that's what makes a difference. So so I've got I can give two examples in a very different arena of apprentices that have come through my stewardship. Okay, so I have my eldest son, which has always got his own challenges, but but he did a recruitment apprenticeship, and you know he he. He had a really, really good training provider. They were part of the um, Recruitment Employment Confederation. They, they, the, 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 the skills person was really good. He was, he was like an old, he was an old, he was a, they really gelled. So Harry was looking forward to him visiting. They liked the updates and they would debate it and it would be like, and it really worked. All right. Harry's one of those learners that could turn it on and turn it off. He could have been an A star or unclassified at GCSE or A level, depending what mood he was in. You know, and that's and, and that's great. His brother, <clears throat> very, very sporty, like you know, top top county level sport. Uh, you know, number eight at Sussex for rugby, open open look at batting and wicket keep for Sussex at cricket. Dyslexic, oh, you know, struggling. Right sport, right shape ball. None of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I fell in love with I fell in love with rugby, mate. Watching him play, and all I all I remember was thinking. I never want to be a number eight and I never want to get hit like that. And I just want to stay out of the way on the wing and hopefully not get hit. But what it, it teaches you to be a thug on the pitch and a gentleman off it as well, doesn't it? I mean, it really does. But different, but different, different kids. So we honest did that. He come through it okay. Callum, who's just done his final assessment with us now, he's uh, he's been brilliant, Callum. He joined us a um, year and a half ago as a social media and digital marketing apprentice. It was a new course, very themed around content, and he done everything up until the last two months in classrooms or whatever. He had to do two or two or two in place assessments to finish it. He's had to do them online. Now, difference I noticed with Callum is that the provider he had were, I would say, very very good at attracting students. You know, they were in Brighton, had good marketing, good branding. You know, so they would get a good influx of enthusiastic people wanting to got, join them, that the way they linked with me as an employer and involved me and sort of project managed Callum, I thought was shocking. So, you know, Callum did well, one, because he's a good kid and he wanted to do well, and two, because as a business, we supported him and his parents supported him. But there is so many variables that 
if the, the, the if the apprentice is up for it and the provider's not delivering, there's a problem. If the apprentice is up for it and the provider's up for it, but the employer's sort of like, yeah, all right, mate, there's a problem. So it's almost like a whole educational piece about and I love what you said about, you know, these are vocational skills led apprentices for for managers, for distribution, for for all admin, for all areas. And it could and, and if we get I think more people talking about the power of them. That can only be a good thing, mate, can't so, it? So the, what you were saying there about the issues that you had, some bits were good, some bits were bad. That's what Skills Plus is there to help with. So yeah. you've got this resource that is free to use for any employer in the whole industry. Why would you as an employer not be picking up the phone to Skills Plus and ask for their yeah. help? Even if it goes nowhere, you learn a bit more about it. And uh, and if it does go somewhere, then you've got a route into getting some really good people into your business or a, a really good way of supporting your existing. I kid, I kid you not, Gary. I, I was ringing up the apprenticeship provider, right, saying, uh, we've got a problem here. You've given Callum three different days and times for his training and he's, he's trying to get hold of you. No one's coming back to him. Can you help? They won't even come back to me. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, so you you kind of go, it'd be all right. We, we, and, and listen, you know, we, we've come out the other side and he, he's, he's, he, he did a video, uh, which he put out on his own LinkedIn yesterday, just sort of charting his journey. And like the warmth he's got from like my clients, my contacts, his new clients, his friends, the people he's worked with. I sat there thinking like, fair play, mate. Like, you know, you've, you've, you've really taken yourself from being a lifeguard Right in a in a, a local pool to going into full time work for the first time and coming out the other end of the end of it, fair play. And all right, we, we put a pandemic in the way just to make it a bit more difficult for you at the end. So 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 Gary, summarize what what can my listeners do to help you and Fiesta? What do you need, mate? What's the message you want to put out there? So firstly, if, if there's if there is only one message, it's Pick up the phone to Skills Plus. Just get engaged. So you're going to help me with that, Pete. You're, you're going to pick up the phone to Skills Plus. You're going to talk to them, and then you're going to talk about it and the experience and what they can really help with in the future. So I've just I've just got you on the hook there to do that. Thank you. Um, but it, essentially, as Fiesta, what we said, we, we've had some successes coming into COVID. What can we do to help during it? And we, we, we got three areas. First area is we're going to set up a forum, just just a, a network area for people in the industry who are interested in the industry just to talk, to ask questions, to help each other, put, put stuff out there. We'll probably do that on LinkedIn and Insta, you know, to, to cover the, the professional side and the, uh, the more individual personal side. We, we just want to get people in the industry talking a bit more. Because that people need to support each other, right? Yeah. The, the, the other areas are about supporting people who've lost their jobs. So at the moment in the industry, the furniture makers company run a charity. And they've done an amazing job of saying, during COVID, if you or your family are, are coming on hard times, got financial problems, talk to us and we will help with that. So they've got the, the financial impact side covered at the moment. And that's just a, that's a plug for what they're doing. And please be aware of that because there is financial support to people in, in the industry available. What we want to do is help the people who have lost a job. So we've got this 
tool, this vehicle in Skills Plus, which is a recruitment service, which is a, uh, a dating agency, essentially, for people who need a job and people who are looking for people. And we, we want to get that message out there. Uh, and we, we need help from probably from industry itself and mainly from the larger employers. So if you're in HR in a bigger business, if you are that bigger business, help keep people within the industry, help keep talent in the industry or bring, bring it back in. And you can do that by talking to us, talking to Skills Plus, just offering a placement, offering mentoring, offering coaching, offering a bit of advice, offering to take someone on, even though you might not need them at the moment. Um, whatever it is, we're, we're all, we talked about that community feel. Well, Gary, Gary is, it, is it national or is it, is it in regional pockets? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Is the, is the service national? Yeah, is yeah, it regional? Completely. So, so an employer that's got a hub and a, an infrastructure in the south can use it as much as someone in the Midlands and the north, yeah? 100%. It's a, yeah, 100%. I mean, it, principally England, because it gets a bit more complicated in Scotland, Ireland and Wales. But, um, yeah, no, absolutely. It covers, covers the, whole, the whole country. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not normally one for plugging other recruitment services or other or other businesses like that, but I think this is absolutely phenomenal. And if we've got people there that have fallen out in the industry and they can come back in through Skills Plus, they should have, we should actually, I believe personally, I can put this message into people's faces. And that's what I, that's what I'd be happy to do because because there's roots there that, that we can definitely explore together, Gary, all day long. I, I, what I would say is it doesn't cut across your business. It's not try, you know, Skills Plus is not there to do away with the recruitment industry because if that was the case, I, you know, no no one would be using recruiters. It's a very it's better than government. It's, it's absolutely superb because because what what we're doing here is we're saying that you know we're actually going to save. But you know, you, you've got something there which is giving. If you go through your three points, mate, you've got you've got the forum. It's good to talk. You know, Bob Hoskins. It's good to talk. Let's share how we're feeling. Right. Let's 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 interact with each other. Um, then you're saying that if you really are in a difficult circumstances, and I would imagine there's a qualification to what that means, but if you are in no, a difficult no, circumstances... No, absolutely yeah. not. It's just, are you out of a job? You know, have you lost your job? Have you been made redundant because of COVID? Get on the phone and let's, let's talk. We can't guarantee help. We haven't got, haven't got a, a bucket load of jobs, but we will talk to you and may, maybe get you back via training, whatever it might be. And I, I would say just... It's sorry, about point two, which was the financial support. Yeah. So, 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 you said that the uh, the other charity has got financial support available for people if they yeah, need it. So that's the furniture makers it runs a furniture makers charity, and uh, actually they've stopped all of all other aspects uh, um, of what they do for the next year or so to focus on the welfare of the of the industry. So, so we're looking we're looking for getting people talking to him to, to improve mental well-being networking yeah there there is a vehicle there which is in play and it's focusing on providing financial support to people who need it yeah. the most and and they'll and that's that's what i'm saying they will qualify what that yeah. means yeah. and how it means but then going down into the into the the skills plus and everything that can bring 
you know, if you are a larger employer, a bigger employer, a business that has got the headcount and the resources to carry the numbers and, and needs these people that are trained or with experience, you know, you're more than a dating agency. You, you're almost like a, a you're almost protecting the future. You're protecting the future generations if we can keep getting linked into each other. Can't and, we? and it's even more powerful than that because a lot, a lot of the larger employers in our industry, they've either gone and with apprenticeships and they, they, when the levy came in, they either did their own thing uh, and found a way to offer their own training for their own people which is fine and I understand because needs must and there wasn't much guidance on it and it was very complicated. But what that, what that has done is it hasn't put numbers through the industry training providers and the training providers are at risk of disappearing because if they don't get the numbers through, um, they, they, they simply don't have the financial impetus to stay open. So that... No. I know that. I mean, that's the brutal reality. Their, their, their income's per head, isn't it? It's per people that are signing into the yeah. courses. And the other part is a lot of the, a lot of the large employers just said, we'll treat the levy as a tax. It's too complicated. We haven't got time. So we'll just pay it. And if you don't use the levy, you, you lose it. That's, that's madness because Skills Plus – is a free-to-use resource for them that will help support and develop the apprenticeship strategy. It'll administer the scheme for them. It'll administer the levy account for them. It'll coordinate with training providers, and it'll do the whole reporting piece. So as a large business, why would you, again, not talk to Skills Plus if you're not doing anything with your levy? And at the moment, it might, might seem really counterintuitive to be talking about recruiting and taking on apprentices when most companies have got uh, free a freeze on recruitment uh, and or uh, unfortunately having to make people redundant. But the whole vocational training piece is a way to help regenerate. You know, you either bring new talent in because you've gone off in a different direction or you help your existing staff to take on those new skills that you need them to do because you've pivoted or you, you've asked them to do two jobs, one of which they've done, one of which is new to them. All of that piece, you've, you've got a means of doing it that is supported, funded, and, and, and you know if you don't do that, you're just losing out to the competition. So for the, for the employers, this is an opportunity to help because you've also got a way of bringing someone into your business you might not have to pay them as much as you would do because you're paying for their training you're helping them train you might they might take a reduced salary for a year or so you get them to where they need to be uh, and everyone's a winner at the end of that process so just talk to us pick up the phone we're not we're not gonna that's 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 the important thing gary we we will link i'm going to do whatever i can and i promised you mate i'm going to i'm going to get some of this into my video my vlogs i'm going to no i will do it because because i'm really passionate about this and and i you know i'm passionate about the future generation that that's not by age that can be a mature person in an industry with transferable skills or learning new skills it could be someone moving into their first job or whatever but if we don't make what we do attractive to people within within it or outside of it we go round in this horrible talent pool, which shrinks and eventually dies off. Okay, so so we've got to be better than that. Um, 
what what I will make sure happens is that when this podcast is released, we have the right links from you. We have the right call to action so people can get in touch. And we just bullet point what is on offer, and we keep putting that message out for you to get it to get it there. On a personal Peter Raymond Jones perspective, if there's anything you feel I can add to a forum, to a skill session, to anything at all you're doing, you know where I am. We're talking now. I will always get involved personally, even if that even as simple as being a vocal piece or as hands-on as getting involved in some of the some of the training or, or whatever you need. But but that offer of support there, mate. So is that good? How yeah, thank you. We'll take you up on that. Thanks, Pete. No, mate. And I've got to say, I'm going to wrap the podcast up, but but this is one of these, these unique episodes where we we've started with doing the right thing. You've told the, the CDU UK story how you've managed the pandemic the battle plans and the gary baker family and the you know sh- nicking your home wife's home office and we brought we've just got a real picture for for you and the world of zoom and video and how that's happening but we've then gone into probably you know one of our more sensitive subjects that people are let's not kid ourselves people are losing their jobs their families are going without there are people in desperate need so we're making them aware of a forum, a networking group, people that can support them, offer financial support. There's a skills-led vocational way to try and get them into keeping them in sector. You need the great and good of industry to support you. But we've also, Gary, managed to get rugby into a Floyd Jones podcast. And that doesn't happen often, mate, because I normally get full of football. That's made me happier than anything, Peter. So you're part of it. Are you a league fan or a union uh, fan? A bit of both, mainly union. I was play, I played union all the way through, then played a bit of league as well. What, what position did you play, Gary? Very slow you forward. You know, the broken nose doesn't... Yeah, you got, yeah, you got, you got a little look, mate. Yeah, you got a little... I, I was a very slow midfielder, <laughs> but yeah. But, but listen, you know what? I, I hope you've enjoyed coming on. It's been really... It's great where, you know, we've gone from, like, the personal business into something which is really truly helping others and you know colin one was an example that in the last podcast where he has yeah you know, he has been up the mountains have been to the orphanages yeah. and done that you're doing it on a real grassroots local level and i wish you every success mate so thank you so much for coming on this thank podcast, you for having mate. me loved it we're Floyd jones that was gary baker stay safe keep healthy be positive we'll see you in the next episode thank you So that's the end of the show. We're Foyne Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.